Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk. We're back, uh, I'm, I'm of course Michael, uh, with us we also have Chris, and uh, we're expecting someone to be coming on shortly, who you'll probably know, her name's Vicky, of a club. But uh, yeah, so today we're kind of talking about some stuff about CES, but before we get into that, well, Chris, you want to say anyone, say hi to anyone, or you know, say anything, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, I mean, you never know. You may have some fans. It's been a while since we've been on. May have some fans. I think I had one fan at one time. Mm, I know Vicky had that one fan like earlier on in the season. That uh, that weird guy. Oh. Remember him? Yeah. No, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, while we wait for Vicky to come on, uh, we actually did have some topics that we wanted to talk about today. That's Rinkoff. Uh, kind of mine. What? What? Cut me with the proverbial pants down there? Oh, <laughs> I'm guessing because we started the stream. But, um, yeah, so there was this. Device that we had kind of covered before, called the Razer phone, and Razer at CES or the Consumer Electronics Show, which is one of the places that you typically would go for finding out new concepts and ideas for technology and consumer electronics. Well, they decided to show off a concept where you stick your phone into a laptop. Well, I mean, they're kind of trying to push it off like a like a laptop fish. It's one of their crazy hybrid ideas. I think that sums it up. This is true. This is true. I think. I've seen ones go a very similar idea where you like you plug in the phone into the laptop and it powers the laptop. Yeah, but, but this is like you take the phone and you slot it in and it becomes your trackpad. Like that's genius. That's brilliant. And then of course the razor already has like these beefed up the phone itself already has these beefed up specs. So yeah. it actually could function decently as like a little tablet, like it really could do. Yeah, I mean, considering it is running Android, you have full access to all the Android apps and whatnot. It it kind of does make sense because the case pretty much only really has the 1080p display, which raises known to be having good ones. It has a uh, 53.6 uh, watt per hour uh, battery and a hard drive, which I don't remember. Did they ever state like the the storage space on the hard drive? It's just a concept. It's not mm. to say. It's just it's just a concept. Which is sad. This, it's it's sad. Like they have some really cool concepts, like that modular tower case that they had like three or four years ago, which I wish they brought into con to like existence. But no. Well, this one was getting a lot of hype, so 
because I think this one is getting so much hype, they may actually do this one. But uh, I don't know if the market is there for it. Like, I mean, how many people are buying Razer phones? I mean, it was one of the better phones in the last year, but you would definitely need like a Razer phone in order to make use of it. And then I this like, like pretty much glorified case. Yeah, that is that is true. And it also seems like um, they partnered with another company, I think it was called Shadow, that runs games on their service. So it's almost similar to what NVIDIA does with uh, NVIDIA Go, or is it NVIDIA Now, or something like that. Pretty much where they stream games over their servers so that you don't actually have to have them stored on your, your tablet or your PC or your Mac or anything like that. So, in that aspect, yeah, this this phone could essentially power some really high-end games. Just because it kind of has the specs to do some of those kind of things. But, yeah, I mean, they have like a 120 hertz screen. And the, I think the screen for the laptop case is supposed to match the phone screen itself. Just a larger version of it, so. Should be nice. Should. No, it's not. Speaking of tablets, though, oh, actually, we do have some comments going on inside the chat. Uh, something I go wrong, and then my concern is virus protection between phone and laptop. It's a phone, it's not a laptop, it's the only phone, there's it's not a laptop. So it's, it's just virus protection. Yeah. It's just a phone. But this phone is this case. And then the case becomes like it takes the screen, the screen turns off, and then it just shows up on the screen of the case. Which is the case is shaped like a laptop. But it's not a laptop. Like it's it's a laptop. Like nothing inside of it except the just the connectors and I think a hard drive or something and a battery. It. Hard drive, yes. screen, keyboard. I think it has USB. Does it have USB? Um, they didn't say any uh, ports on it. Hmm. I mean, I would assume it has ports, but they didn't say it had ports on it. Yeah. Because um, so I would assume it has one because you're supposed to connect. Um, like, if you want to connect the house to Yeah. No exhaust fan. My goodness. Yeah, it doesn't have any. Actually, you know what? Um, there was something I did have loaded up. Let's see, where is that? It's just a concept right now. I mean, I don't know how many people are actually going to eat. I just think it's going to be pretty niche, but it is. I think it's cool. Um, there we go. There's a video for it, actually. At Razer, we make the best smartphones for gamers and craft award-winning gaming laptops. All designed to deliver a phenomenal mobile experience. Whether it's putting immersive entertainment in the palm of your hand or getting amazing productivity with the Razer Blade laptop's larger screen and built-in keyboard. 
Imagine a future where the power of the Razer phone merges seamlessly with the versatility of an ultra-portable laptop. Introducing the Razer Project Linda concept. Dock your Razer phone and instantly enjoy a full-size backlit keyboard powered by Razer Chroma. So it's got Chroma keyboards. See more and do more with a larger screen. Connect a mouse for precise control and the docked phone transforms from trackpad to a second touchscreen for additional tools, effects and options. And with the full keyboard and mouse setup, play Android games like never before, with quick access to chat, mini-maps and more. Uh -huh. All this uh -huh. while quickly charging the Razer phone with the... What are you saying, Chris? Mr. Robot. Yes, he looks like the budget. They look like Mr. Robot from Joe here now. They could probably so they just got drawn up later. I just realized that as But they did say like connecting your your mouse, so they have to have a USB port on this. Somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it looks. Um, it's not a laptop. It's just literally a, a, like a case. It's literally a case. A case for a laptop. Now, there is another device that's also kind of interesting in the way how they decided to make it, and that was the number. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact wording for it. The Lenovo Mix 630. Which is... Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, my goodness. It's doing a few things, like subtle things, that not... I don't think anyone else... First, like it's boasting like a twenty-hour battery. Like, that's the first thing. But it may be able to pull off because it's not running on a normal processor. Anyway, it's running uh, Snap again. Three thirty-five, I think. Eight thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's running Snap. So that's not normal. Like normally, people don't put phone processors or mobile processors but they did for that it also has a fidelity card oh my lord yes fidelity card so you can be online all the time I love music like it's awesome I'm so excited for that I'm not gonna get it because I don't like it but I like the few little things that they add because hopefully that means other companies will catch on and they'll start doing it into other devices. So we'll get like if Razer does so one of the laptops, I'll be I'll be stoked. I'll be happy because Razer is like my YouTube laptops. Well I'm not sure if Razer's gonna do it. But um adding an LTE card into their laptop. Awesome. You never know. Like, for example, the laptop I have right now, technically, it 
can allow for it, but, but for whatever reason, they actually have it blocked off. So I, I'm not able to. I feel kind of cheated. But, um, yeah. It is possible. And there are makers that are doing it, I should say. Yeah, it's not that it's possible. I just hope that this is going to stick up more people to do it and focus on consumers. It's like the biggest thing. It's like you take your laptop somewhere, and now it's like even if you travel with your laptop, you either tether your phone to it to get online or there's the Wi Fi. Like that's pretty much your only choices. But if they're if you're constantly online, then you know, hey, that's great. It's bad because of what they're doing at the time. Yeah. Now. We do have a video of that as well. Let me see if I can throw that up. Just so everyone can get a, get a little bit better idea of what it is. Well, a video is not a picture. Okay. Um, see where we can... Yeah. That, that's good enough right there. So, yeah. It's got a kickstand, it's got a keyboard, it's got a mouse, well, not a mouse, uh, a stylus that you can use for it. The only thing that I don't like about it is that it's running Windows 10 S, which pretty much means that you're going to have to only use apps from the Windows Store. Unless you upgrade yeah, the Windows Store. It's not like a mobile thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they do allow you to upgrade to Windows Pro so you can actually start downloading stuff, but it's still kind of extra money. Oh! Someone decided to join us. Hello. Okay. Nice, nice. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the Lenovo Mix. The Lenovo Mix 630. Yeah. Oh, awesome it is. Well, my goal is um, trash. Hey, I'm not, I'm not trashing on it so much as... What? I did not say that. Chris is trying to rag on me for whatever reason. He was just, he just had a problem with the apps um, because it comes with Windows 10S. Um, no. Even though you can't get an upgraded to Windows Pro, Windows 10 Pro, so um, he was a bit bugged. But I mean, if someone wants the apps, they'll just get. Pretty much. So that makes it a noise. So, since we're still continuing along with the whole mobility thing, apparently Google has also, around the same time CES was happening, killed off something <laughs> that I think they probably never should have split off in the first place. Uh, there's Android Pay and there's Google Wallet. They killed both of them off. 
and now they're merging them into Google Pay. Smart. I, I think it should have happened from the beginning. I don't know why, but like they have like a abundance of African things. I haven't heard they felt so segmented as a company. A bunch of different developers doing a bunch of different things. They have like different pockets of teams all over the place. It's because of the culture that that's why stuff like that kind of happens a lot. So now the 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 developers came together and making one. Yeah, I don't know what's, what's happening. Uh, my computer was being very sluggish, and uh, yeah. Needs upgrade to that Lenovo Mix. Um... <laughs> funny, funny. <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. I think Google should have shouldn't have even bothered with creating so many different apps, and I think that's pretty much what. There you go again. Always, always, it's always been one. It's never only been one. Like probably the first, first one ever, and then I was like, they never stuck with that. They made another, one, another, one, another, one, another, one, another one you can't make it. But this is the first time like they finally streamlined it. Like it's been a while. It took a long time for them to streamline any different services, which they said on Google and they came and Google Wallet. This is the start for something that can happen this year or next year, or they start to merge their apps together. Maybe I'm hoping that this is the trend that they're gonna start taking Google for this. I'm really hoping. I am hoping so as well, because you know, ah. They need to do it, although they're kind of known for making a bunch of different things. I mean, there's YouTube app, there's YouTube gaming, there's YouTube music. And the YouTube kids. Yeah, okay, you got all those different things, like they're not the same thing. YouTube gaming is not the same as YouTube. You know, YouTube music is not the same as YouTube. YouTube kids okay. is also not the same as YouTube. Right, they so all I just have one big YouTube app, and different sections within the app, and speaking about YouTube, I feel as though my subscribers should be in alphabetical order. I think that they should give you an option on how to sort it. Yes. That's what I think. I think they should give you a sorting option. Um, but no, all of those are completely different content. So it actually makes sense because, like, with YouTube music, they're trying to turn it into a Spotify type killer. Yeah, they want to go, they just want music to be on there and music videos to be there, like that's it. That's all they want for it. Um, gaming, they want it to be a place where gamers can stream live and like it's on the platform. That's kind of what they want their game for. And kids, they want that to be solely towards um, kid content. So kids, so parents will let their kids go on that and do whatever. And what happens? What? Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was supposed to not happen. Sorry about that. It's gonna come back in a few moments. 
I was. I was. But yeah, they want like for you to kids, they want them to be like purely just kid content. So parents give their kids that app and lock them onto that app because they can't because when you turn your if you turn your phone to kid friendly mode, you can't access it. But you can't access it to kids. So that's why they have to like that actually makes sense. That segmentation for once actually makes sense. I'm fine with it. I just don't know if they're gonna succeed. Because they just like you're not gonna you're not gonna knock down Spotify people. Like, Spotify is just a giant right now. Spotify and Apple Music, like for them, just giant. So you're not gonna get past that. Um, and then you're not gonna knock down Twitch either. Like Twitch is like like well maybe with the new brand new with the drama maybe it might not be able to keep. So, explain this one to me. Google Play Music and YouTube Music. Yeah. Google Play Music has failed. <laughs> um, Google Play Music also has not been able to acquire any of the licensing that they would want. Um, Google Play Music also does not have music videos. So, there's a lot of reasons why Google Music is just like, I would be. Honestly, I would. It's just, I don't know anyone who uses Like I don't know anyone who uses It's just such a terrible um, app, and nothing about like nothing about it. Like this, Amazon Music is way better. Prime Music is way better. Yeah. It's like no, it's just it's just <laughs> I wouldn't even get something. It's just there. It's just something that there. Wow. Wow. Okay. So with okay. I think YouTube Music is out. Let me see. I think I actually have it on my phone. I don't think it is. I remember they were talking about it. But it's coming out. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. It is actually high. It actually has like a 4.7 star rating and number 5 in music. So, got it here and sign in. Music streaming isn't available in your country, <laughs> but you can always listen to your downloads. I'm struggling. Actually, yeah, let me. Well, we. Let me actually see. So, coming on VPN. Oh, wait, no, not. Wait, I'm. VPN is on. Let's go back to YouTube. Music and Vivo, Vivo everywhere. Oh yeah, they got a partnership. Uh, yeah, they just want to get a loop, which is something that none of the other music um I like Spotify. 
don't know if Apple is a company. Because Apple is a kind of uh, company. I don't think so. I think they're just strictly... But I think they still count that as a as an installation yeah. though. Well, talking about things that might start to become pre-installed, apparently Google Assistant's starting to go everywhere as well. And, yeah, so they're teaming up apparently with LG, Sony, Lenovo, JBL, 
to create, I guess, the, the Amazon Echo show alternative called Smart Displays or something along those lines. Where, you know. As long as they don't go on the, the VM route, where they allow uh, people to customize their own version of of assistant. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's also pretty smart the way that they're doing it. Because um, I think Lenovo's own actually looks one of the better ones. I actually have it up on stream, but um, we know what the ones from Lenovo, JBL, and LG look like. We don't know what Sony's own is going to look like, which is kind of weird. Um, I do know that LG is also coming out with another speaker that's going to be coming. That's going to be with um, Google Assistant built in, um, called the LG Think Q. Uh, in other words, Thin Q. And actually, let me see. Should have a picture of it. Oh, that's not it. That's it right there. So it looks pretty much just like a regular speaker, 360 degree, but who knows? I think that if, ah, I know I was kind of ragging on the Echo show. I feel more inclined to get the one from Google instead. If I was to get one of these like smart displays though. Don't start that. Don't start that. Their marketing has, except for certain things that's more recent, they've been, um, yeah. they've been a little lacking. Yes. Yes. Now, no, we don't. <laughs> we also <laughs> we also do have something else that's interesting the vivo fingerprints um well more so vivo which is the company that 
uh, came to see us. What was it? Uh, no, they were at Mobile World Congress last year and showing off a sensor, a fingerprint sensor underneath the screen. It was using a Qualcomm sensor at the time. They then came back this year at CES and they're using one from Synaptics. And I think this is the one they're actually going live with over in China. So the phone is actually out over there. It's probably not ever going to reach the side of the world. But at least the concept is out there, and if they kind of built up on Qualcomm's own. So I don't know if Qualcomm is going to be using that technology. I know back then, in 2017, they said that they were going to be releasing phones with this um, in the early part of 2018, so that's this year. And I don't know, like, it might be a, a little battle between who gets what. I know Apple's and Samsung are probably going to try and grab up it as much as they can from each vendor. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, there's going to be three main sources. Yeah. So it's probably going to be the one from that they would have working off in 2017. So, I mean, this is, it's interesting because, you know, the whole, oh, we're going to move away from fingerprint scanners it's and hilarious. using face it's, ID. No, no, no. no one <laughs> Well, I mean, they are abandoning the X, well, the 10, yeah. like, summer of this year. I I I all please be the iPhone nine. It could just be iPhone. So going back to the iPhone nine, iPhone nine S. <laughs> We don't talk about that phone anymore. No. Yeah. But I was really hoping they would. It's really disappointing that they won't. 
Yeah. Especially since they're working for like the what, past year or two about with it, like to try and get this technology. Yeah, I mean the note is yeah. already a better note than the S8. It's just that it's bigger. It's stylish. People like people love it for the stylus. Love it for the lip And if you've hit it, then you just leave it stuck inside the phone. That's all. No, you just don't get the S8. Oh, get the S8 Plus. If you want that bigger phone. But, Samsung, they did come up with something interesting. The wall TV. A 4K 146 inch, in other words, that's a 12.17 foot long TV that goes on your wall. That is more than double the size, like, my height. <laughs> you know what, Chris? You know what? That hurt. That hurt just a little bit. Oh, <laughs> 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 <Aww>, Vicky. <laughs> she just accepted it. <laughs> but there's I, I love sorry. well I like the idea that they have behind it with the micro LED for, for those who don't know it no Well, I mean, no, oh, hold on, hold on, Vicky. This there is a limit to certain things, because I mean, this no, and this thing is modular. I think that's what it is. I, I honestly think that's what it is. It's just several different panels that you stick together. If that's 
I don't know. I don't see how it is. I don't, I don't know. But that would cut down on your cost, though. I don't. Yeah, if they if they ship it where it's custom built, then it will cut down on the cost. If they ship it where it's not custom built, then I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know if it will either. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. I don't think there's a price you want to do correct. Fair enough. I'm not buying this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. 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 Vicky, you did mention that you're glad with them going 4K. But at CES, there were TVs that were showing off 8K. 8K is the future. Just get over it. 8K is the future. You want to be a full color difference? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's the future. Okay? So you pay money for 8K TV, but you can't even tell the difference, and you probably could pay less for a 4K TV. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're never gonna stop. <laughs> They're never gonna stop. Film, like people who record, like professionally, like movie studios and stuff like that, have been using 6K for a while now. And then just cutting it down to 4K. Um, now they're using 8K to record, and by the time 8K consumer tech actually comes out and is more popular and standardized like 4K is, uh, they're probably going to be going on to 12K. But I mean, 8K right here and now, the TVs that are supposed to be coming out, they're like talking about $73,000 just for the one TV. That's, that's going to be a hard note for me, at least for this year right now. I don't know. They they okay. Granted, there are some also there are also some ones that are doing some interesting things like LG's on which they showed off at CES. It's a 88 inch OLED 8K display. And people are saying that just what looking at it, it almost gives a three types of real effect to it, just because of how crisp and clear everything is. And the one that Samsung has apparently also does intelligent upscaling from so that can go up to 4K. So if you have like 1080p or even like 720 or uh, 480, it upscales that up to 4K. I don't know how good that looks, but sorry, no, not up to 4K, up to 8K. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a little hesitant with that, to be quite honest.
Because let's say you're going from 420 to 8K. Yeah, yeah, okay. You have a 4K TV, right? Let's say a 4K TV at a thousand dollars. And now you have an 8K TV also at maybe a thousand dollars. What do you want to do? Like, what's, okay, who cares? If you have an 8K TV, who cares? No one cares. <laughs> like, no one cares. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not going to cost it anything. It's not going to cost you anything. Like, if you don't want an 8K TV, but when everyone else now has AKTVs and that's like the problem, which you find yourself get the AKTV because that's the problem. So it doesn't matter, like, okay. Well, how long does it take until we get AK to be normalized? That's that's the real question because. 4K is not even, like, there's supposedly mainstream, but there's still very few places that actually use it. 8K, there's, like, only Japan that's broadcasting, and Korea is just, like, looking you into it right now. You can get a 4K TV for, like, 400, 600 bucks. It's not hard. Like, no, but what's the content? Very, it's very, very, very cheap. The content, we're talking about the devices. Like, the devices? <laughs> the, no, we are talking about the devices. It's, it's a 4K TV. We're not talking about, oh, how much you can stream. Like you can get a 4K TV for ridiculously cheap, 400 to 600 dollars. Like okay. that's really cheap. Like you can get right now a 55 inch 4K TV for 600 dollars. Okay. Again, though, at this given moment, what's the point? Like, if other if you don't watch Netflix or something like that, then. Okay, so you're saying if essentially if you have the money to spend for it, then just spend on it. So what about that uh there was also another device and this wasn't on the list, but there was another device that was at CES I believe that is pretty much a desk that projects a four K projection onto a wall that's going for about thirty something thousand dollars. So you're saying if you got the money
Cause like, Oh, you mean like the LG rollable TV that they oh, showed yeah. off? Yeah. That was so amazing, man. That's a genius. So, like, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have, like, those type of TVs coming out, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, man, like, this is, like, changing the game. And so, they're gonna, like, people are gonna want those, and then those things are probably gonna be, like, an 8K. And so, people are gonna have <laughs> TVs simply because they changed the style of it, and it just comes, like, the other ones are better. We just have this well i actually like that one quite a lot like mainly because you can make it a full-size tv then you can shrink it down make it a little bit smaller and actually go like widescreen with it or go down even more and i think it was uh anyway i had a video up for it but regardless of that Pretty much you can then make it just really small and it will tell you like your news or your the weather or something like that. I think, yeah. I mean, granted, it's just a prototype still, considering that they've been showing off rollable TVs for like 2015, 2016, yeah. and now they have this other prototype. So, I mean, I'm just wondering when this will actually come out to the public. How much it will cost? Uh, I mean, right now, Samsung is the best bet. They said they were selling those uh, platform uh, TV by next year. So, that to show them how to Oh, right. LG did say that um, the rollable TV, even though it was a demo, it's closer to, be, um, closer to being launched um, sooner than their 8K TV. But LG, that 8K TV could come out like in the next two years, probably, and that gives them a lot of breathing room to say, "Oh yeah, it's still coming exactly. out before it." Exactly. <laughs> so, guys, there it is. Still got 8K That's 8K. I mean, they make great TVs. Though. I'm, I'm okay. I love their things. Um, Samsung does that. Is making their own TVs. Yeah, they are. Vicky, I think you were. Yeah, what are you saying? Because you you seem to have a little bit of a mini hard on for that. Yeah, because like I want to see, I want to see more companies make their own ecosystems. Like right now, Apple has ecosystem in the back, so I want to see like how like how they're gonna push their limits. Ecosystem, where Apple going to go? Like, 
probably gonna push it. I think opposite can also be best though. To be honest. Um, simply because they're gonna have to stretch too too wide and I don't think they'll be able to cover it because of the size of their company. They're still a small company. They're not huge. They make a lot of money. Um, and they have uh, they're very popular, but size wise, they are small compared to like Google, Samsung, and Amazon. Amazon is huge. Google is Google first of all isn't even the parent company now. Apple, um, Alphabet is a parent company now. Alphabet is bigger than Google, so <laughs> it is ridiculous um, of Google's like reach. And then Samsung is massive. Samsung is hands down the top manufacturer in the world right now, like right. in terms of tech and consumer out there. Right now. Like they just have names to just like fly out. It's like, oh, you know, we want this. There you go. So this like three million dollars. So it's going to be interesting to see how Samsung jumps into the ecosystem field. Um, I think that Google and Amazon both have strong, um, a strong future in terms of their ecosystem because Google is just having this seamless, um, like Google Home is like a ninja, like it really is like a ninja yeah, um, in terms of how many devices connecting them. Like I and noticed then, that when they had their Google event. Like they showed the picture, the picture book, and they have like Google Home, Google Maps, I think it is. Like yeah. Google Home Mini, yeah, like yeah. Maps. But, but you could see them building up their own ecosystem like right down there. Uh, I but saw it gets that. crazy though because you only need one of those devices. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like you only need one of those devices, and then you can start getting things like smart lights, smart TVs, um, smart locks, like all these different like smart household stuff and it all connects to it. and those things right now do not connect um, it's not as many devices that connect to like the Apple Home Lock as it will to Alexa and Google Home like Google Home and Alexa right now connect so many things right now like it's a lot and Apple is so used to making things proprietary and locking stuff down like as simple as their HomePod their HomePod can't connect to anything else other than Apple Music that is a problem because Alexa can collect a numerous amount of services, and Google Home, I think, right now connects to the most like anything. Like you could connect it to your um, to your vinyl player. If you want. Like <laughs> that is how like that is how much you can connect to anything. And then Amazon has the whole um, appliances down pack. I mean, they're coming out with smart fridges, smart microwaves, and all types of smart stuff. And while it might sound silly now, it's like, why would I want a smart fridge? When you start to see the type of stuff that people can then tell their fridge and like get it from, from their fridge because it's smart, you can be like, oh, wait, that's cool. Because right now it sounds like, why would I need a smart fridge? But then when people be like, oh, hey, um, they can tell their fridge to set the temperature of this or say, hey, uh, what's inside of the fridge? And I don't know. Like, and I noticed that Samsung was actually doing that like at their booth for CES. Um, they had like where they had a bunch of smart appliances set up like at their booth and other. So that's why I noticed that they really get into the ecosystem business and they really kind of pushed it. So we had like a bunch of different smart appliances set up and they're trying to basically say that they're going to allow like all these other appliances to be able to connect your Samsung devices and. Super Slav, I'm going to go for the stats. Yeah, so far. I don't know if you know it. 
Anyway, here's the YouTube. Um, and I think he was speaking about having like a snap spread. He was like, oh, you know, we could like go on this phone, but like, oh, you know, we see it in this spread right now. Uh, I think he's from the UK, and he was like, see, see, yeah. So. I did, like, get the point in time when you like, put your food in the microwave and say, um, hey, Mixie, or hey, Google, hey, Alexa, uh, oh? for like a minute on high. And you don't have to press any buttons. What about but, this one? No. Lazy. <laughs> I'm a little fat, but lazy for sure. Like, every, I wouldn't say lazy. This real time person do more stuff. Like, instead of like getting up front, like, you say, hey, you know, like, like, it's just gonna be like really, really good thing. Like, Apple Well, Samsung Smart Things is one of the biggest and most interconnected um, home ecosystems out there right now. Samsung actually bought the company Smart Things just because of how big they were and becoming and like all the integrations and stuff like that. And so now they they've folded in onto Samsung, but like quite literally they. Smart Things has sensors. They have light bulbs. They have the uh, Philips Hughes connects to them. Pretty much anything that's really a smart. Just connects to anything. <laughs> Ex- but that's the point. Yeah. Pretty much anything that's out there, for the most part, can connect to Smart Things. Even the random like TCP lights that you can find and whatnot are connected somewhere. Yeah, but I find that that a lot of these devices. Can also connect to Alexa and can also connect to home. So that's why I'm kind of weird. Like, like oh, it's home. Like, but these things can also connect to Google Home and Alexa. They're just not under the Smart Things brand at all. But they still work the same. They still can connect the same. It's like saying, oh, it's like when the uh, AirPods came out. Like, AirPods came out. Like, oh, God, like, oh AirPods came out. But AirPods can connect to Android devices. Like, they can't actually get this. Um, you don't have all the functionality. Like you can use the them. Best, you use like the best part, the best parts of it, but you still can use them. Yeah. So I think like that's what it is. Like these things can still connect and you still can get like the best. Um, you still can like stream from it. So I mean, because they're essentially just Bluetooth headphones at that point. Yeah. My only concern though with with Samsung though is that Bixby is just not on the part yet. Um, no. Bixby is great at I guess like. <laughs> Well, I guess, ah, uh, like, Bixby is, is definitely fine, but that's what Bixby's good at. Bixby's good at, like, if you're giving it a task, if you give Bixby a task, it will be a it, It's great. It works beautifully and wonderfully. You could tell Bixby do almost anything in the world. Like, that's, that's good. Um, Bixby's terrible at searching and finding information and giving you background information. That was what Bixby was terrible at. But it's also pretty bad at getting updated for things because it takes forever. I mean, just look at for the implementation of it. It was in Korea for just like how long before it rolled out to other parts of the world? Like almost a year. But once it rolled out, then it was fine, right? Still, like how long is it going to take for like upgrades to actually happen? Not that long. I don't think it'll take that long. I hope so. 
Like, I feel like they only updated it because other companies are here and love it now. And they are close. Like I said, Apple is just too small, and they're trying to do too much. And that's, I think that's Apple is right? because that's why a lot of their um, a lot of the devices are really getting over. So, like honestly, the only thing that's getting over right now is that. Yeah. That's it. I like, don't that. They don't care about anything else in their line. Like if it's not iPhone, they don't care. Um, you know, it has to be an iOS product. If it's an iPhone, it's an iPad. Like without me, it has to be iOS. Right? Honestly. I'll, I'm also kind of my worry is that Apple's also known to just buy companies and try to integrate products from them. That's quite literally what they did with Siri. Okay. No, to certain degrees. Okay, so for example, they bought Siri and then upgraded it. Well, it was first free on the. 3GS. Um, was it the 3G? I forget which one actually came with Siri. Anyway, essentially it was free for, for most people, and then as soon as they announced it actually going live with this particular device, they shut it down from being available to all the other ones. Said, hey, you can only do it from here. And then over time, slowly, slowly built it up. Samsung, for example, they're also doing similar things, and not all of them do well. Like, look at Samsung Pay. They quite literally bought a company called Loop Pay, which worked with, pretty much you could use a magnetic stripe card, and instead of actually having to swipe, you just use a fob or your case on your phone or something like that, put it up next to the reader, and it would have triggered it, and they wouldn't have had to actually take your credit card. Um, Samsung then bought that company, put it on Samsung devices, made it Samsung devices only, and then instead of it working worldwide, like Lupe was, limited it to different countries that they decided were applicable. Yeah, they had to do it for certain, uh, I think it was legal reasons. It's always down to legal reasons. Anytime you see stuff on Lutherock, it's always down to legal reasons. Every single time. Um, because you need certain, um, because they're such a big company, they rather err on the side of caution than just go out there and then they pay like millions of people, hundreds of thousands of dollars out in the movies because something happened, um, or like a country or some other company sues them. Like they just want to make sure that, especially when you're dealing with different banks and stuff like that, that's why we don't want to pay this thing at all. Simply because our banks just can't support it. So that's right, our banks are crappy. Yeah. Um, so that's the reason why. Like it just wasn't like they're not gonna jump on us as like a small a smaller company is gonna be like 
Yeah, okay, yeah, we're right. It's gonna attack the spawn buildings. Like, they're just not gonna be as viable without normal things. And they also care on the side of, like, we're small, no one's gonna care about us, and no one's gonna, like, try to use us when they should be more. Like, it won't be that bad, really. So, they're just trying to get as much as possible so they can sell that's mm -hmm. what and then because that's what's that's what big companies you see those smaller companies and they buy them and then they integrate them into their uh company oh amazon is stuff that like i mean amazon is like on a buying spree amazon is like um so yeah uh when i get bought you um, but to move on from that topic a bit, and this is actually our last topic, there was also another device that kind of caught our eyes. Um, it was the, the DJI. No. No, not the Sony. <laughs> I mean, Sony Ibo was cute. Sony Ibo was cute as hell. Between him and the Aflac duck, like, those were, like, some of the cutest things at CES. <laughs> I, I like how they like have upgraded him over time. Like, yeah. that, I, oh my god! Like even the face is so much better. But we uh, learned your face and your sound voice. What is Mr. Lawrence saying? I wonder why China has not come so high to Apple and Samsung level. They kind of got everything they need to succeed, or India. What are you talking about? Like, China is like. China cell phones are literally rivaling um, yeah. Apple and Samsung. Like, it really is. Like, like in yeah, China, Apple, one of the. entire section, like, like that. In China, they're. One of the Chinese brands, I think it's Oppo, is actually like beating iPhone sales. Yeah. Worldwide. <laughs> Worldwide. Like. So, I mean. Is not worldwide. <laughs> no. Yeah, you'd have to get them and make sure they work on properly for the like the different towers, well the uh, frequencies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just get them afraid. <laughs> yeah. But there was uh that one thing. DJI's co pilot uh hard drive, which is kind of weird. It is essentially allows you to have a hard drive for your drone. So you don't actually have to plug it back, load the memory card into your computer to actually like check out the video and stuff like that. Uh, um, is that correct, Fuqua? Yeah. Yeah, 
okay, they're going to be taken care of. Like, yeah, I think I have like two houses, four two houses. And you could connect it to. I remember them mentioning iOS devices. You can connect to any iOS devices. If you have your iPhone, you can connect to your phone. iPad, you can connect to your iPad. I can't remember if there's a lot of people connect to other devices using um, micro USB or USB C. I feel like they do so. So if not, then obviously it's being popular. Honestly, I think the, the most popular DJI device that's probably going to come out this year is either the foldable, I, I think it was DJI, least, the foldable drone, or the selfie stick that they did. The thing here, I thought of that. Cool. Like, selfie stick. Essentially, yeah. Selfie stick. Like, grandma's going to have the selfie stick. That 18 year old girl's going to have the selfie stick. 14 year old boy's going to have the selfie stick. Everybody's going to be trying to record videos in their phones, so they're, they're probably going to purchase that. They're going to be there, you know, wheeling it around. Yeah. Well, the, the fact that it it actually holds things in place, so you don't have to worry about like jittery or anything like that, and you can run it and it stays stable. Yeah, because by the way, Mister Wan, she she mainly focuses on Apple products. That's that's how it goes. Well, guys, I know we had some problems earlier on inside the show, that's why we had to stop and come back. But uh, hopefully in post-edit, <laughs> things will come better. And um, I'd like to just thank everyone who decided to watch for joining us again for this new season, episode 19. Uh, don't forget, we'll be back next week with Esports Wrap on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tech Talk on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. And I'd also like to thank my guests, both for Paul and Chris. So until next time, guys, take care.